Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 187. Well, it's Friday, and it's time to answer some questions. Today is a hot question, and I pray I give a biblical answer to a hot question. The question that has come to me over and over again, and a series of questions surrounding it, which I will not get into tonight, concerns where we are as a nation and the outcome of our last presidential election. Many of God's people, many have come to me in the last two to three months and have said, Pastor, why did God allow Donald Trump to lose the election? Why would God allow someone who has blessed Israel to lose to someone who will follow in the footsteps of a man, President Obama, who was the most anti-Israel president in recent history, maybe ever. Did not God say he would bless those who bless Israel and curse those who did not bless Israel? Then why would God allow President Trump, who blessed Israel so and was obviously the most pro-Israel president in American history, why would he not be elected again? Well, there's several answers to that and that I will give you, and I am not the authority on this. I'm just giving you what I see because this is what you're asking for. You're asking for my opinion based upon the knowledge of the Word of God that is taught in precept, in principle, and in pattern. You see, I really do follow those things, and the way that I interpret Scripture has nothing to do with what I want to see happen. Because what we've got to do is find the truth of God because the Bible is a true mirror and it tells us the truth no matter who is standing in front of that mirror. And so whether we like a political outcome or whether we do not has nothing to do with the truth of God's word. God's word will stand when every political leader in every nation will be destroyed. God is forever. Man has been created in the image of God, but we have fallen. So what is the answer to those questions? Well, first of all, let me just say that theologically, that the basis of all blessing and cursing is not God's promise to Abraham. Now, is it a true promise? Of course it is. All you have to do is look at history, and you will see that those who blessed Israel were blessed as nations and as individuals. And those who cursed Israel end up in the dustbin of human history. I would like for anyone to show me any of the ites of the Bible, the Amorites, the Hittites, and all of those that came against uh, Israel. They're gone. And while there are some ancient people that are still with us today, they are still anti-Israel. Look at Iran, the Persians, who are a brilliant and noble people. 
but they have both blessed and cursed Israel, and God has blessed and cursed accordingly. Look down through history, and you'll see this over and over again. But you must understand that if indeed a person is good to Israel, but they're in godly in every other aspect of their life or in major aspects of their life, God's not going to bless just because someone loves Israel. There's more criteria for blessing than just that one promise. And it seems like that some of my evangelical friends have gone to seed on that like that is eternal salvation. It's not. God does honor his word, and God does bless those who bless Israel, both from a political and national aspect as well as an individual aspect or any group of people. But that's not the only criteria for blessing, and we're acting like it is. And so was Donald Trump a pro-Israel president? Of course he was. But there's more to a nation than just how a president or his administration in any government uh, looks toward Israel. God has been good to our nation. As a matter of fact, I would propose to you that had it not been for Donald Trump blessing the nation of Israel, we would have come under the wrath of God much sooner than what we're going to. How do you know that because of what God has protected us from, that he has not done that because of our blessing of Israel during the Trump administration? And so don't put God in a box and say, well, you have to bless our nation this way because we feel like that's the way that you've got to act. God is not going to be put in your box or mine. That's the first answer, that that's not the only promise in the Bible that concerns blessing and cursing. Secondly, we live in an ungodly nation, an ungodly nation that has increasingly become ungodly and is turning its back on God more and more every year and certainly every decade for the last several decades. We are continually turning away from the biblical values, the Judeo-Christian values that made us great as a nation. We are continuing to secularize generation after generation. And what's amazing about this is God's people are looking at this and they're thinking that we're not going to be harmed by it. They keep sending their children to secular, ungodly schools without any demand that they have any kind of biblical values taught to them. Now, listen to me. I don't care who you are. If you are a teacher, you are teaching values. It might not be Judeo-Christian values, but it's someone's values. If it's not Judeo-Christian values, biblical values, and a biblical worldview, then you're teaching an anti-biblical worldview. There is no such thing as a vacuum when it comes to how you look at life. We no longer honor God as creator. That uh, started happening early in the 20th century, and we've ended up kicking God out of the classroom, uh, Judeo-Christian values out of the classroom. And what is in or out of the classroom is sooner or later going to be in or out of our government, both locally and statewide and nationally, and what will ultimately ultimately end up in the White House and in the Senate and in the halls of Congress. And so God's design, think about it, God's design for the home has been obliterated. Homosexuality is an affront to God. Homosexuality is sin before God. It's an abomination. Now, that's not popular, but God didn't call 
believers and followers of Jesus to be popular. He's called us to tell the truth. God's design not only for the home is mocked and ridiculed in our nation, but it is applauded. I'm telling you, that which is contrary to the very nature of God is applauded and it's paraded in the streets. What about God's design for man himself, the design that he created male and female in his own image? Transgenderism is a slap in the face of God and the creator who made man and woman. There is no justice in the land. There is a two-tier justice system. Those who are the politically elite, those who are in the upper 2%, those who have money and those who can buy their way out of things can buy their way out of things. Why, things that have happened in the last two decades in America and have gone with a slap on the wrist or a wink of the eye, if the average citizen were to do that, they would not just be in jail, they'd be under the jail. You see, there is a multi-tiered system. There is no justice in the land. And we see that over and over again. And then even God's people look around and say, well, why is God doing this to us? There is no justice in the land. You want to learn about justice, not just racial justice, not just justice for a few and for a particular agenda. You have people Honestly, you have people that are saying Black Lives Matter, which is a communist organization, a Marxist organization, that they are good and the police are bad. You see, this is the fulfillment of what the Bible says a day will come when men will grow worse and worse, and they will call evil good and good evil. We're living in that day, and we wonder why the judgment of God is upon our nation. Another reason why the judgment of God is upon our nation is not the president of the United States. It's the pastors in the pulpit who are spineless or have no spine. They're jellyback, and they're weak, need, and they will not speak the truth of God. Listen, the reason Paul's head was severed from the rest of his body, the reason Peter was likely crucified upside down, the reason that James, the brother of John, was killed in Jerusalem, the reason that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church is not because we went along with the world, but we went exactly opposite of the world. We didn't go along with the world's thinking. But now, you see, if it brings in more members to the church, if it brings in more money to the church, if it brings in more cash to the coffers, why, we're all for it. God help us. We need revival in the land, but that starts in the pulpits of America. And we as men of God need to repent of our own sin And we need to come before a holy God and ask God to forgive us. And then revival will be back in the land. It's never been the secular that have brought revival and God's good favor back upon a nation. It has been God's people. That's why he said, if my people, not those who do not know God, but if my people, that's what he said to ancient Israel. That's what he says to the church of Jesus today. And so we have totally secularized America and then 
then we wonder why, after kicking God out of every aspect of public life, then the hypocrisy to come back and say, well, why did God allow this to happen? Well, my word is, well, I thought God didn't exist. Why are you blaming God now for what you have done? Now, I'm not saying this in anger. I'm saying this with a broken heart because this is where we are as a nation. And this is part of why Donald Trump did not get elected again. Look at it. Our nation, even those who are followers of Jesus, when evangelicals have been questioned about their worldview, it's only about a fifth, only about 20% of those who claim to be evangelical Christians only about 20% that say they have a biblical worldview. Well, if that's what's in the churches, what can we expect from those who have been brought up generation after generation, decade after decade, of being taught in the classrooms of America and in the universities of America that God is anathema? that God is a curse, that God is a scourge, and that it's a crutch for weak people. Bibles are a crutch, and belief systems are a crutch if they have to do with the God of the Bible. Someone very famous said that years ago, and God's people hardly batted an eye. So getting back to Trump, why would God not allow Trump, who blessed Israel so, to get elected again? Because again, let me remind you that that's not the only blessing and cursing that's promised in the Bible. What about Proverbs sixteen eighteen? Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Does that apply to you, to me? Does that apply to Donald Trump? What about Proverbs twenty six twelve? Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for him than for a fool. Is that just you and me and the common people, or does that apply to a president? What about Proverbs 16.5? Everyone, everyone who is proud in heart, listen to this, is an abomination to the Lord. The word Lord is in all caps. In other words, it's a personal affront to God if your heart is filled with pride. What about Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 12? For the day of the Lord of hosts, that's a day of judgment, shall come upon everything proud and lofty, upon everything lifted up, and it shall be brought low. What about Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23? Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory or boast in his riches. Now, folks, let me tell you, I voted for Donald Trump. I supported Donald Trump. I gave to support Donald Trump. I campaigned for Donald Trump. But Donald Trump was a haughty and proud man. And he was not only that inwardly, but whatever's in a man's heart is going to come out of that man's heart. And I have heard him with my own ears say things that absolutely made me cringe. And I said that to the people in the room many times, only them to say, well, but he's got, he's blessing Israel. He's doing this. Let me tell you something. That is no excuse, and we never should have if you did. I didn't, 
I can tell you that. But if you did, you shouldn't have ever excused his behavior. And I know what people said. I've said it before myself. Well, I guess the reason he's saying that and bragging on himself is because no one else will. Well, let me just tell you, that's a shame and a disgrace before God. Because the Bible says, let another man praise you and not your own lips. And if we're not careful, all of us will bring praise to ourselves instead of praise to God. And God doesn't like it. God doesn't like it in us. God doesn't like it in the common man. God doesn't like it in the man of any class, the lower class, the blue collar, the white collar, the brown collar. It doesn't matter. God doesn't look at collars. God looks at people. But those who are in authority, whatever the realm of authority and influence, is the greater the accountability and the greater responsibility to walk with God. And Donald Trump, by all accounts, was the most powerful man in the world. And quite honestly, he gave a lot more glory to himself than he did God. And God doesn't like it. Now, let me give you an example in history of this very same kind of thing that happened. It's in Daniel chapter 4. Now, you might not like what I'm telling you. I'm sorry if you don't, but I am not going to apologize. I'm just sorry for you that you're not seeing this because some of you think that Donald Trump is going to be president again, and he might. I cannot say that, but let me tell you, he's not president right now, and you might say Joe Biden is not your president. He's your president if you're a citizen of this country, whether you like it or not. Whether he got in by hook or crook, it doesn't matter. He is the president of the United States if we're following the law. And by the way, this is what all of my friends said. Well, let's follow the law. Well, the law has been manipulated before. It's manipulated now. It will be manipulated in the future. It's been manipulated by Democrats. It's been manipulated by Republicans and Libertarians and everyone else that bears a name on their shingle of their office headquarters. What I'm telling you is this has all been going on for a long time. I know that many of you will never listen to this podcast again because you love Donald Trump more than you love Jesus, or you love Donald Trump and what he believes in, what he stands for, as far as his political persuasion, more than you do the Bible. And I'm telling you, some of you are more concerned about taxes than you are taking on the the world and standing up for truth. And so this is not an easy thing for me to say, but it needs to be said. Now, in the book of Daniel, there was another great world leader, and the Bible says that it was the greatest kingdom up until that time, and he was even looked upon, the man named Nebuchadnezzar, as a gold head of a great colossus that he that God gave him a vision about, that he dreamed about. God depicted in chapter 7 this same concept, not as a colossus man, as Nebuchadnezzar saw himself, but as the beast of the world uh, representing four kingdoms from the time of Babylon all the way until the end of time beyond where we are today. But the Bible says that after Daniel had spoken unto him, this is Nebuchadnezzar. This is what God said about King Nebuchadnezzar. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar just like Daniel had said it was. And at the end of 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon, which was a spectacular edifice. The king spoke, saying, Is this not great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? Now think about that. 
We've got to think back to presidents saying, look what I've done. I have the greatest this. I have the greatest that. Well, I've done more than this, and I've done more than that. It doesn't matter whether it's Joe Biden, whether it's Bill Clinton, whether it's George Bush, Barack Obama, or whether it is Donald Trump. Let me tell you, everything that happens is by the grace and mercy of Almighty God. Now, listen to me. While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven, saying, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you, and they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make you eat grass like the oxen, and seven times, that seven years, shall pass over you until you know, listen to this, until you know that the Most High, that is God Almighty, the Creator God, the God of the Jewish people, the God of those who are followers of Jesus, same God, same Messiah, same person, until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. Now, what about that? Is that really true? Do you mean that God sets up sometimes and allows evil men to rule? Yes. When a nation is evil and they choose and have something to say about the choosing, when they choose evil, then they're going to get evil. And this is what happens in nations down through history. Nebuchadnezzar came to power and God said, don't think you got here by your own might. I can turn on the spigot, and I can turn it off. Verse 33 says that very hour, the word, God's word was fulfilled, the word that God had just spoken, that very hour, the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails were like bird's claws. Now, this is the great Nebuchadnezzar. This is the king of Babylon, the greatest of the ancient kingdoms. Now think about this. And at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, this is what Nebuchadnezzar said after he'd been put out to pasture. No pun in, well, pun intended. At the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. Now after Nebuchadnezzar had been out in the pasture field, had lost his mind, had lost his reasoning, went insane, he lifted up his eyes toward heaven and began to honor God as God. That is the God of the Jewish people, the God of heaven. For his dominion, that is God, is an everlasting dominion. Nebuchadnezzar began to realize that he was not in control. And his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven. And among the inhabitants of the earth, no one can restrain his hand or say, What have you done? At the same time, Nebuchadnezzar said, My reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and splendor returned unto me. My counselors and nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom, and my excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. 
the king of heaven. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar said, I'm really not the king. There is a king greater than I am who gives me all of my power. He is the king of heaven, all of whose works are truth and his ways are justice. Uh, In other words, what Nebuchadnezzar says, listen, I deserved what I got. And those who walk in pride, he is able to put down. Now, folks, again, let me say to you, I love everything policy-wise, that Donald Trump did concerning Israel, that he did concerning the abortion issue and to save babies and to save lives and to save families and the generation to come. All of that, that I am where I've always been on that. But you and I are being played as fools by the enemy of our souls if we think we can justify the attitude of pride and arrogance and haughtiness that was displayed from our president's mouth. And I pray to God that in the future, every president will at some point understand that God is the God of heaven and earth, and he rules over all. So why, why, why would God allow one who will bring in wicked policies, who's already brought in wicked policies concerning life and death, concerning our nation and justice and what is right concerning a man and a woman and the family, the nuclear family, and all that we hold dear. He is already, our president is already doing things that I believe the Bible teach are an abomination to God. But what I'm telling you is we're getting what we deserve. We're getting what we ask for when we have not stood up for truth. Because some that are listening to me right now, you're boiling mad and upset at me because of what I've said. I'm telling you the truth. You see, I want the righteous to be in control. I want a president who will honor life, who will honor God, who will honor all races, who will honor Israel and be a protector for Israel and be used by God to bless Israel. But I'm telling you, by our own admission and the way we live and the way we think, we have dishonored God. And what we need is the mercy of God. God, please spare us as a nation. But the church has never prospered in good times. And I fear that we are about to go through a time that we never dreamed. But as my grandmother used to say, it will separate the cream from the clabber. The church will be stronger in the end because of what we're about to go through. We need to pray for mercy. We need to pray that somehow revival will come to this nation. It is the only hope that we have. Well, I've been going a long time. I know this is a message more like a sermon than a podcast, but it's such as it is. My prayer for you is that all of us, me doubly included, would repent of our sins, turn in repentance toward God and ask for his mercy and his grace, his forgiveness and his good hand to be merciful, uh, especially to those of us who love his dear son. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast.
That's questions at TonyCRISP.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.